Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Back to local programming for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of your time with Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today at about 10.30 or so. Looking forward to this. I'm kind of way out above the, past the tips of my skis uh, on this. But Mark Coberly uh, is going to join us from Iowa State. Mark Coberly is the Associate AD for Sports Medicine, Performance, and Welfare at Iowa State. So we hope to pick Mark's brain on the return to play, uh, everything that's gone in to try to keep the athletes safe, uh, try to keep them um, on the field if possible, and to, to get football on the field, quite frankly. And Mark Coberly and his team uh, have been uh, working uh, feverishly behind the scenes. And Mark's going to join us at 10.30. I am looking forward to that, Trent Condon. First of all, good to see you. You too? How was the weekend? It was good. I watched baseball last yeah, night. that was great, wasn't it? It was. I got a little something here for you. What have you got, kid? Well, just uh, open your ears for a moment because this sounded good yet sounded weird last night. Visiting. Oh, Robert into center field, giving it a ride all the way back to the wall and into the ivy it goes. Luis Robert deposits another one into the brush across town. Just the echoes. So odd. And the... If you listen, and I don't think it's me, I think everybody will feel the same way. Uh, because Stoney uh, and Benetti were at Guaranteed Rate Field. They were not uh-huh. at Wrigley Field. So they're gotcha. doing they're doing the games from their booth, as I think the majority of major league broadcasters are, radio for sure, mm-hmm. and TV. Um, but you could hear the crack of the bat yes. before the bat hit the uh-huh. ball. And it's really close. Uh-huh. It's really close. But I thought that throughout the game, and by the way, the score is wrong on ESPN.com, unless I was completely, <laughs> I don't think I was the case, but I'm pretty sure it was 7-3. But anyways, um, the uh, scorekeepers and the ESPN.comers, it's spring, well, summer training for them right, as well. Right. Uh, but I thought there was another run. It doesn't matter it, no. unless you bet the game, and I don't think that the total was would have fallen up. But regardless, it was just great to see baseball. Trent, when they would do a pan shot of Wrigley Field, mm-hmm. this was really the first time that it sunk in. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, we've been watching golf and we've been watching UFC and, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera. But Wrigley Field was empty, <laughs> as every ballpark is going to be. And it's just so weird to watch them, you know, show a pan shot of the mm-hmm. ballpark 
And it's seat after seat after seat, and that's it. So I wasn't watching. I had it on in the background for a while last night, but that was it. And never sat down in, in the Lazy Boy and put my feet up and watched even an inning of the game. But in the background, uh, one thing that I saw, did you see they did the seventh inning stretch? No, I did not watch that. Yeah, they, 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 they had Harry Carey up on the video board. Did they? With nobody there. Yeah. Are they going to do that at every yes, ballpark? I think they are. I mean, they're pumping in the uh, piping in the sound to mm-hmm. to try and I don't know why. I I guess it's some normalcy. It's just weird. But you know what? It was so good to listen to two guys talk baseball and broadcast baseball. Who are great? Who are really? A, they are a really good team. Mm-hmm. Speaking of really good teams, your Twins are going to be pushed. I know it's crazy <laughs> to say after I watch. I don't know how many innings I watch. Maybe six and a half of the nine. Um, White Sox are a fun team. I, they're they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Right? I, I, I think don't, the Twins are going to be really good. No, I agree with you. The Twins are clearly the team to beat. But An I, argument can be made they have the best lineup in baseball. The Minnesota Twins. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're certainly going to hit the ball. <laughs> they're going to win a lot of... Well, they won a lot of 10-8 games last year. Yeah, right. They're going to win a lot of 11-8 games this year. Maybe Josh Donaldson's a huge pickup. Yes. He's a huge pickup. He's an MVP. He absolutely is. And he's got something left, and he's got that chip, or at least he had that chip. I think he's great I, defensively. He's terrific defensively. There's Which nothing the guy help. can't do. And he is a... Uh, what was Jim Rad's basketball, whatever the equivalent of Jim Rad is, <laughs> this is what Josh Donaldson is. Mm-hmm. He's you're gonna love him. You're gonna love him uh, in in a Twins uniform, but, and, and that's why I think the White Sox are gonna be good. I think they're gonna be competing for a wild card. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be shocked if they aren't. But I th- I think they're thirty right around what their total is, which is thirty two and a half. Mm-hmm. I think they're right around that number, which will mm-hmm. be in consideration in conversation for the wild card. I, I'm not being hyperbolic because I'm a fan. I think this Twins team is going to win upwards of 40 games. And that's why, yes, it'll be tight because we're only talking about 60. Right. But I think that the gap between them and the White Sox and the Indians is significant. Well, then there's a prop bet out there that's got, got your name written all over because I think the one I saw yesterday was, is there a team, a major league team, which means you also get the Dodgers, that will win 41 or plus games. Okay. So if you really believe your Twins are going to win 40 plus, again, you also get the Dodgers. And they get 20 against the Tigers and Royals. And they get 20 against the Tigers and Royals. And Although the Royals have always... No, nah, that's not true. Who... The... the um, Royals have the White Sox number. Who yes. has the Twins number? They've had division? some trouble with bad Tigers teams. Yeah, okay. Now, the other good thing, at least over the last two decades, the Twins, even when the White Sox are good, it seems like the Twins always find a way to beat them. Mm-hmm. And they always find a way to take the series, sweep yep. a series, whatever it is. They kind of have the White Sox number going that way. So that's also why I guess it's more difficult for me to believe that this White Sox team is going to push them. Not that the White Sox aren't good. they got a lot of young talent. Right? They do. And, and the other thing, does that young talent click right away? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I because know if, Robert, Robert if Robert's hitting right from the get-go, and Timmy Anderson's vying for a batting title again yeah. this year, yeah. and, and on and on and on. Jimenez yeah. is knocking balls over fences. I don't like what they are with the bullpen. Uh-huh. Defensively, there's questions there. Yeah. And the back end of that rotation, Giolito, great at the start, mm-hmm. had a rough month, six weeks, though. He doesn't have a lot of starts this year. He doesn't. He doesn't. If, he, if he's the guy we saw last year, May and June, and you get those two months uh-huh. here, these two months, 
Yeah, they're they're really if good. If they there. get something from Cease, I, th- I think they're going to be good. We'll we'll see. It's going to be fun. We've got yes. baseball to start. Well, starts on Thursday. Twins, White Sox on Friday. I think that's going to be a fun dis- uh, division to watch. Anyways, Mark Coberly coming up at ten thirty. I-, I can't wait to pick his brain, Trent. I'm yeah. gonna. I hope that uh, you and I ask the right questions because I think if we do, we're going to learn a lot as what's been going on behind the scenes and then going forward, what needs to be done to keep these athletes safe and to make sure that we get college football because this past weekend, Don and me last night, I was watching this game last night. I am never, ever, ever going to have to spend Saturday and Sunday watching Swamp People marathons again, (laughs) ever in my life. And not that I, I mean, I... It got me through the four months. Yes, yes. Everybody found something right. For me, it was the mountain men, and it was life below zero, and it was the swamp folks in the swamp. But we're going to have sports starting Thursday for the rest of our lives, fingers crossed. And there was a vaccine that really moved forward today in Oxford. Yeah, and and you know I've been... I don't know, more pessimistic on that side of things. What, the vaccine The, part? the vaccine. And, and this is something that has just bothered me. I'll just wait till spring. There'll be a vaccine. Yeah, we don't we, know that. We don't know that. What we but, do know is the brightest minds in the world are all yes. trying to find one. And I well, the read, Russians are trying to steal one. But everybody else <laughs> is trying to find one. I read the same thing that you did. In fact, we were talking before the show about that a little bit. And I got a little too deep in the weeds. I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're talking <laughs> right. about now. Yeah, it, it got a little too deep there. But at least the initial, the first couple of paragraphs that I could understand... Comes from Oxford. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the sounds of that. I do, too. I do, too. Brightest minds in the world have been hard at work since the middle of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking forward to talking to Mark Coberly coming up here at 1030. His son, by the way, plays on the football team. Yeah, I saw a picture of him yeah. uh, up on his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we will do that at 10.30. 11.05, Scott Dockerman is going to join us from The Athletic. A couple of things. Uh, Rob Howe, by the way, the, another piece at HawkeyeNation.com. Look, I know... 60% of you Hawkeye fans won't click on it. I get it. The 40% that do, I hope that you read it with an open mind. I think it's damning to Kirk Ferentz. Uh, there's no way he didn't know when he said on June the 7th that this was the first he's heard of it or he didn't seem to see any problem. I'm not supposed to use this word on the air. I was told this a long time ago, and I won't. It starts with an L. Um, some people's nose grow. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he just forgot that he knew. We don't know, but it's a, it's not a good look uh, for Kirk Ferentz. Is I'll, I'll put it at that. I hope uh, that some of you will click on it. I get most of you won't, um, because you're fans first, and and you don't want to see anything like this. You know the uh, the other thing from this whole story is it's almost like Robert T. Green was on the Hawkeye payroll. This, I'm talking about the athletic department payroll. This guy has done more harm to this cause yeah. than anybody possibly can. Right behind Wadley and, and or close behind Wadley's mom and then Wadley, period, I would think. But this Robert T. Green, uh, when he went on the radio and made a fool out of himself a couple of weeks ago, um, he's one of the reasons that a lot of people just, this goes in one ear and out the other because of this guy. Right. And now he's, I guess, he's no longer representing the players, but it's more than the players that come forward. It's the, it's the James Daniels, mm-hmm. who was a big part of this uh, um Report that was uh, commissioned in 2018 and presented to everybody. And, well, Ferentz didn't know anything about it or didn't see anything was wrong with it, which is just Barta did. Ferentz didn't. Read it yourself. Uh, come to a different conclusion. Feel free to call 284-5966. I don't see uh, how anybody can read this and think that, uh, you know what, I'm going to cut the coach, uh, coach slack here. He really didn't know. Anyways, um, so... Scott Document 1105, Doc wrote a really good piece, I think, taking us behind the scenes of, not that we didn't know maybe, mm-hmm. but just to be able to put numbers to what the football program needs, means to every athletic department. A deep dive into yeah. the financials. Yes, it was. 
and a really, really good read. And that's something that is always interesting to me. I, I like the business side of sports and, and learning more about it. And some of these numbers, they're not alarming. They're just shocking at times mm-hmm. and the importance. And this has been one of the big things that I've been clinging on as we look at college football in the fall. It just pays so many bills. And right. ultimately, it comes down to money. And without a college football season, at least the one that we know, and what does a spring season oh, look like? Oh, my. What does it look like? What do we know about the vaccine coming mm-hmm. at that point? What do we know about the disease and the virus of COVID-19 at that point? Yeah, we'll have a better understanding, but it's no guarantee. And, and what works in Alabama and Florida and By South the way, Carolina, Alabama's got a week one opponent. They do. <laughs> yes, take it on BYU. Yeah. Well, Would that be a Jerry World? That's a good question. Uh, I just want it to be on anywhere. I, don't, I don't care where they play. If they want to move play the game neutral to Con- site, yeah, move the play game to Kansas. Connecticut, so the Bristol the trucks <laughs> right. don't have to travel too far from Bristol. I don't sure. give a damn. Play play anywhere. Uh, so we'll talk to Scott Dockman eleven oh five, and then we're going to get back to talking baseball. After all, it is opening week. Joe Rivera from the Sporting News is going to join us. Uh, we'll get into baseball, and it was just so different, but so kind of normal to be watching baseball and, and, and hearing play-by-play and hearing Steve Stone. Uh, it, was, uh, it was great to watch a game of baseball on TV last night. I know a lot of, apparently a lot of people were not able to see this game. It was blacked out. Blacked out on ESPN, yeah. It's uh, because it was available locally, if you will, on NBC Sports Chicago. Right. And, so, and Mediacom doesn't carry that? Is that the situation? Mediacom's quote-unquote local yeah. is Fox Sports Midwest. So that's if you have... So this is Cardinals and Royals? or do they Just get, Cardinals. Just Cardinals. So they just don't Cardinals. have the alternate feed. Right. So it's just oh. that one team that they get that's part yeah. of... Your normal package. And depending on where you are, here in North Iowa, where I grew up, mm-hmm. you get Fox Sports North as your one kind of mm-hmm. sports channel. If you live in eastern Iowa, depends on what part of eastern Iowa. might be NBC Sports Chicago. might be something else. But gotcha. that's what it is up there. Just depends on what part of the state you're in and what you get and what you're fed here for whatever reason. Because in St. Louis, it's not the closest. No. I mean, that'd be Kansas City. Yeah. And with the Twins not far behind. Right. But for whatever reason, it is Fox Sports Midwest, uh-huh. which is the Cardinals side of right. things, and that's what we get. So if you don't have that, if you don't have the sports pack or anything, and, and how much how up. much do we pay for the sports pack on Directv? Five 13, bucks? It no, it's thirteen ninety nine. Oh, is it? Yeah, didn't yeah. it used to be five dollars? Yeah, a long time, long ago. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> You're dating yourself there. That was probably two decades ago. <laughs> well, I've had the TV since nineteen ninety eight or yeah. seven. My parents had the same. Yeah. Long-time subscribers. You have to have it if you want to watch the NFL, and we certainly do. Boy, the mm-hmm. NFL, this can be a good this can be a good week of fighting, I think, between the players uh, and the teams as they try. I mean, it's, it's re- crazy to think that the NFL, and as powerful and as how much money uh, as they have got, that they have yet to... A, training camp starts tomorrow for the rookies yes, for a couple yes. of teams. And here we are the day before, and the NFL has not... And the players have not come to an agreement as how they're going to play and try to do so safely. Well, to be fair, I mean, this just snuck up on them, Well, that's a good point, Trent. That's fair. Oh, they've only had four months. Well, they had the draft, don't forget. And that just, well, no, that was April. Okay, May. Well, and they had all those OT. Well, no, those were canceled. Well, they had to do them remotely. Okay. Well, that's How you look in your shorts and T-shirt. All right. Get back to work. You know, and, and as, as another point to that, and I'm reading more and more about it. I think it's a valid point. If you are if you root for a team that is really excited about your squad, but is 
that might be dependent on rookies. Mm-hmm. These rookies didn't have any of that. Good point. You yeah. Know? So anyway, a couple of calls. Let's get him in here. Mike wants to join us. He's up first. Uh, Mike, welcome to Miller and Condon. What's on your mind, Mike? Hey, guys. Just uh, this whole report that came out about uh, all the supposedly new information. Today, I- wait, what, whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying you don't think it's new information? Well, mostly, not really. I mean, if you unless you had your hand and head in the sand and weren't trying to pay attention to anything, most of it we already kind of knew. We already knew that Kurt knew about this stuff, right? I mean, he made changes, and and I know they weren't enough, and he's admitted as much. But I guess if 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 there wasn't anything wrong, they wouldn't have made those changes in the no, first place. So they they were they were trying to do something. I'm not saying it's enough. I don't think it was enough. Mm-hmm. Just, just give me clear on that. Okay. And I, I, I want to make two other points. I think we need to go back to the fact that out of all of these allegations, most, if not close to all, still want Kirk as a coach. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's a big point. Have not heard. And number yep, two, it's a good point. And, and and number two is what Brandon Smith said in this past uh, press conference when he was asked about what would you tell a player that would be considering or someone that would be considering coming to Iowa. And he said that you would be heard, and that you every and I, I don't I don't know verbatim, right? Saying that about the changes that have been made there, it is a very detailed report. I I will admit I'm not a real big Rob Howe guy, mm-hmm. but I did read the entire thing, and and I and I don't disagree with him putting it out. I just I'll, some of this is new, but if we didn't have our hit, head in the stands, we all knew most of this stuff. In in this special report, so I don't I don't know if it is as damning as as said. Um, well, what's damning Kirk to is, me, Mike, Kirk was the Kirk fact said that he Kirk has said that he didn't know, know we he, did make those changes. Yeah, but hang on a sec. Back to June the seventh, June the seventh, he said he had no idea that these guys felt this way. Well, if he actually would have read well, the 2018 report, it was spelled out. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, the, seven different yeah. seven different points, and he said he didn't know. Well, what I would say to that is that he said that he didn't know the extent of it, but oh, I, I I don't know. I I I'm I'm with you on that. Like I don't disagree with you on that, but I I would just continue to come back to the fact that all of these players want Kirk as or not all of them. I realize there's Wadley and DJK and a couple others, but sure. all of them want Kirk as the as the guy going forward and believe that he's the guy to make change. Well, if he was the guy, will he change his son? That, will he change how, how his son? They, Does his son need to go? I don't know. I, I have no clue on that, yeah. and I and I hope that that the uh, investigation by the uh, the lawyer firm will be able to put some transparency to that. Mm-hmm. It, it's really hard because on one side you've got people giving stories, and then they put a video of him out kicking a trash can, and it's just like, well, if, if that's what you've got dirt on him, then I'm sorry, yeah, kicking a trash awful. can I'm, is, I'm with you. is coaching one on one. Yeah, that's so not, that's it's not hard awful. to put that together. So I'm hoping the unbiased report, hopefully unbiased report, will put some clarity to that. But the number one takeaway is we need to be we need to listen to the players yep. first of all, and the players are saying Kirk's the man. So I, it's just it's hard to put it together if he's completely blind, completely unwilling to change. Well, players are their own people, too, so they, they believe in him, so I'm going to continue to believe in him as long as the players do. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate you chiming in uh, as uh, we move on here. Uh, we're 10 minutes away from uh, switching gears entirely. Did you read it? 
I did. did your takeaway was... The one thing, and this goes back to when Kirk talked last week, and I was talking to Scott Skipper, Sipker was in uh, Friday to do the show, and we were kind of talking about it. Kirk always chooses his words incredibly carefully. And like the caller just said there, you, when you paraphrase what Kirk Ferentz says, there's always that little loophole. I didn't understand how deep it was. You know, there, There's always those caveats that he puts in things where he didn't say, I didn't know. I didn't know dot, dot, dot. And that's what Kirk always does because he's not going to step on his words. That That's not who Kirk Ferentz is. And, mm. and he always has an out the way that he words things. And because of that, same kind of thing. What you bring up here, Ken, about him saying he didn't know. Well, he, he, didn't, he didn't recall learning anything that alarmed him. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. And and he said we instituted some changes, but that it would be at least his out is the way, the verbiage that he used. And that's the way to, to get around it. Because Kirk's not going to say anything inflammatory. You go When he was going through the press conference, you knew there wasn't going to be any breaking news that came out of it because that's not who Kirk is. That's not we're not talking about Hayden here flying off the cuff. We're not talking mm-hmm. about Dan McCarney and the way that he was in press conferences. That's not what it is. He's incredibly measured and that's why it's always difficult to to find a quote that is going to be become inflammatory when you're talking about Kirk Ferentz. Well as we go back to when this very thing broke, I wanted because he said that, you know, this completely took him off guard. And one of my and I think I used the word receipts. Are there receipts out there? Will we see emails mm-hmm. from these freedom of information requests? Um and we haven't seen those yet. Now we did see this report and Kirk, you know, he's on June seventh. He says it's been proven that yes. You sh- if he didn't know, at least he should have, because the report was placed in front of him mm-hmm. with A, B, C, D, and E, and F, um, that, that um, were cause for concern. Anyways, we'll see where it goes. Again, Hawkeye Nation's got it. I know most of you won't click on it because Rob Howe's the boogeyman, for, for whatever reason, for <laughs> doing his job. Uh, anyways. Uh, so, uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Mark Coberly. I, I can't wait for this, Trent. It's, yeah. it's still, to me... Of the sports that we're about to embark on, I think the two that are going to happen for sure are the two that have the bubble. That yeah. are, that are, they're in the bubble. And, and the NHL bubble, seemingly, I know that the players aren't in the bubble yet, and maybe they're reaching out to Instagram models and trying to sneak them in, like Probably. the NBA guys are, um, which is um, <laughs> alarming. What is an Instagram model, by the way? Uh, a model that posts pictures on Instagram of herself on yeah, Instagram, yeah. and and how does she make money by doing that? Uh, maybe or he as their male Instagram yes, models. Oh, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. Both sides. You okay, can, you can find either way, and then they'll endorse products, skincare. So they take a picture of themselves holding up head and shoulders. <laughs> Not quite that specific, but there'll be some pictures of them just looking really good. And then a little bit the, later... So you find out what clothes they're wearing? Yeah, you got some of that. You got... And you I, can make a living doing this? Yes. I got this hair product. I do this. This is what I do. You want to look like me? <laughs> this is how you do it. And that's the way that they make Don't genetics look. go a long way into that? <laughs> well, that helps. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any hair products that are going to be helping me out anytime soon. Right. So you, you click on... the, And they have like a million people that are waiting yes. for their next picture. Yes, Absolutely. People so I'm not on Instagram, so and, and I don't want to get them. I'm, I'm, Twitter's good for me. That's I enough. I don't want to do Facebook. I don't no. want to do anything. But, um, TikTok? I'd like to see you do some dances. There's some funny TikToks out there. <laughs> My God. There, I, uh, that website, you and I both, yes. both, both. 
uh, sing its praises, HawkeyeLounge.com. Um, it's kind of the it's it's more reserved than it used to be. I mean, when that site first opened, oh, it was the wild, wild west. Absolutely, man. it was anything you say anything, anything goes type of thing. It's it's uh, certainly been reined in a lot, but uh, but there's that TikTok thread on there. Mm-hmm. I guess is where I'm going. So that's where I, and that is about to be barred, right? Didn't I read that the president doesn't want that anymore? Something like that. I don't know. I didn't click on the story and then learn more about it. I'm not a TikToker either, though my daughter wants to do some dances with me. I'm not ready for oh, that no, yet. No, no. Yeah, I, th- I, think the, I think Des Moines is ready for that. <laughs> no. I think Des Moines is Nobody needs to see my blubbery ass out there trying to do TikTok dances. That would be awful. Uh, Mark Coberly, we're going to try and uh, go inside what's going on on the inside as uh, these players try to get back on the field. So back to my point. I think NBA and NHL will get this as far as they possibly can, yes. and I believe that they'll crown a champion mm-hmm. in both of those sports. Because even the media that goes into that bubble, and I've seen some NBA stuff in the bubble. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a strict. They've got to stay in their room when they first get there. Yes, and it's it's ten days. I uh, heard uh, an interview last week with one of the TNT sideline reporters, and he he was talking about it and said it was great that at least you can talk to your family on FaceTime and be able to see them. But mm-hmm. he hadn't seen anybody basically mm-hmm. for ten days. I mean, it's and just, I mean, he doesn't even get an now. You have to, uh, I guess I guess the answer probably yes. There's no housekeeping, right? In those rooms? It's a great question. You put and the towels and the sheets at the front door, like right, right where you put the food? You would think that would be the best way to do you it. You have to do it like that, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Uh, and then I think of the next one, I think Major League Baseball. The travel worries me. I know. Travel worries me. Uh, and then football's a contact sport. <laughs> So it's a different animal than everything yes. we're talking about. And here. it's not like a 30 man. What, what's MLB starting out with 30 and then they have to get down to 26 starting at 32, actually. 32. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's 32 and they got the coaching staff, mm-hmm. but look at the sideline of a football game. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Look at both sidelines football game. Mm-hmm. And then specifically make that go to the college level when, you know, college life right anyways let's do this trent mark coberly coming up next kx and owen iheart want to help you with your bills text the keyword home to 200 200 right now it's your chance to win a thousand dollars that's home to 200 200 you'll get a confirmation text and info standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest hi miller and condon till noon mark coberly from iowa state next scott document 1105 baseball conversation with joe rivera from the sporting news at 1125 it's des moines sports station 1460 kxno and 106 get our Just past 10.30 on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460, KXNO and 106.3 FM. Just after 11, Scott Dockerman will join us from The Athletic. And we're going to talk a little baseball, 11.25, right now, as promised. We're going to go north to Ames. Mark Coberly uh, is with Iowa State. I want to get his uh, position right, and he's going to clue us in. This can be very educational, I hope. Uh, Mark is uh, the Sports Medicine Performance Welfare at Iowa State. He's the Associate AD, and Mark joins us. Mark Trent Condon is my partner. This is Ken Miller. Good to talk with you, Mark. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Good morning, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, listen, I think this could be very educational for certainly the hosts and hopefully for our audience as well. As uh, it's, uh, I, I'm sure, I'm assuming an incredible amount of Zoom meetings and uh, everything going on behind the scenes. So let's go back, Mark, if you will. March, the middle of March, March 15th happens and everything shuts down. When did your team 
uh, start to come together and and, um, and and start to you know figure out what was descending upon us? Um, probably about the first of April. So we at the in March when they started shutting things down, the first thing we had to do was. Um, get a plan in place for how we were going to uh, continue to monitor and help our student-athletes as they moved away from campus. And once we got that established around the 1st of April, we started looking ahead to see, you know, based on the facts that we had at that time, what was it going to entail to start bringing some teams back uh, whenever that time was going to be deemed safe, and what would we have to do to make sure that would happen? You know, Mark, I probably should have started with this. Uh, Explain to our audience, you know, exactly what your job entails if you would not, I mean, I don't want to everything about it, but <laughs> pursuant to this, Mark, is sports medicine, performance, and welfare. Uh, what does you uh, and the rest of your team, uh, what are you responsible for? Yeah, uh, so I, I coordinate a, a large staff of, of uh, people in our sports medicine department, strength conditioning, nutrition, and mental health. And so uh, we just, you know, try to get everybody on the same page uh, to make sure that we can get services delivered to our student-athletes um, with consistent messaging and, and the highest quality possible. So, Mark, as you look across and different avenues have been happening for different conferences, we've seen some lower-level FCS and lower decide to push football out. And ultimately, the biggest conversation is about football for, I'm sure, your walk of life, for the athletic department, for their finances, for us here on radio, and and pretty much every avenue. You deal with sports, football is at the top of the list. And, And as you've been seeing all the different ideas, the different pushback dates that have been happening your takeaway as you look at not having one entity not having the ncaa come down and say this is the way that it's going to be done how difficult does it make it for you guys just specifically at iowa state when everybody seems to have a different idea yeah i think it's it's difficult for everybody and and we've seen that throughout this pandemic um you know there's so much information out there and misinformation and Quite honestly, you know, I, I don't think we've seen a lot of universal recommendations because things are so drastically different in different areas of the country. So we've been focused in on our area of the country. Uh, what are the, are the problems we have to deal with? What are the risks that we have to mitigate? You know, what's our situation here locally? Um, and try to control the things that we can control. Do you think, uh, Mark, um, that you have an – it's difficult to say anybody has a complete understanding of this virus, but how much more about it do you know now than you did when you guys first started to you know, formulate a plan on April the 1st? Uh, a significant amount more uh, knowing we still have a long ways to go. So uh-huh. we, we understand you know, the risks that are involved in terms of transmitting the virus. We've gotten a lot better understanding of the things that are effective in keeping transmission to a minimum. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. It's really not any secret. Uh, it's not any different than what we're asking society to do, really. And that's, you know, distance as much as possible, wear masks whenever possible, use great hygiene whenever possible. And then as we start to formulate our planning and bringing the athletes back, we're trying to figure out how can we take those principles and apply them as we bring athletes back and start to play sport. And so we're taking that, you know, one week at a time. Um, had a pretty good plan in place all summer. We've had our football guys here for about seven weeks. Uh, we welcomed back um, volleyball, soccer, cross country, and men's and women's basketball last week. And so, um, you know, we're just, like I said, we're trying to control what we can control, and we're worried about our area of the country, and all those other decisions will be, you know, made by people uh, with a f- far higher pay grade than I am. 
you mentioned Mark Masks, and unfortunately this has become a political issue in many different realms. But the great debate, Masks, how much they help, how much they help you, how much they help other people. Fill us in a little bit and, and take us uh, behind the scenes with the science a little bit more than the debate that happens on the left and right sides of the aisle. What Masks do to help uh, with COVID-19? Yeah, it's unfortunate that it has become political. We know that, um, you know, in talking with our colleagues in the Big 12 and and other colleagues across the country, there's a huge belief in masking, um, you know, and the approach is you should mask yourself to prevent other people from getting it, not mask yourself to protect yourself. Um, evidence is very strong that if you're wearing a mask and the person you're close to is wearing a mask, there's a very, very low transmission rate. Um, you know, and our approach with all of our athletes has been, and our coaches as well, has been assume you're the one that's positive and you don't want anybody else to get it. Make sure you mask up to protect those around you. And uh, it's been pretty effective for us to this point. You know, I want to piggyback on Trent's question from a minute ago, Mark, if you will. We've seen uh, two uh, two conferences, the Pac-12 so far and the Big Ten. They're going conference only. No decision on the other three power conferences yet. I think behind the, the the reasoning, or at least a big part of the reasoning is behind that, uh, is that they can, as a conference, maybe uh, more uh, more likely protect their guidelines as opposed to, you know, there's a Big 12 set of guidelines, there's a Big 10 set of guidelines. How important do you think that is going to be that everybody, you know, is running the same course, if you will, that everybody's doing the same thing? Uh, what's the likelihood of that? Well, A, it's hugely important, and B, uh, I believe it was Friday, it was either Thursday or Friday, the NCAA finally released um, recommendations that are universal across sport for what you need to do to be able to play safely. And so um, I think, you know, from my knowledge of all the different conferences and what their protocols are, the NCAA hit that. Um, you know, each conference is going to make their own decision on what's best for them. I know the Big 12 is, you know, um, been very deliberate in what our decisions are going to be and making sure we have all the facts in place before the uh, the higher-ups make any decisions on what the Big 12 is going to do. So football helmets, uh, there's been a lot with a visor that has been developed for COVID to help uh, mask the players and obviously things coming out them. There's more than means to be done, though. But have you, uh, at Iowa State, have you looked deeper into that of what they've been doing with the COVID-19 helmet, if you will, what it would look like? And is that something financially that would work to get for all 60, 70 guys that are dressed for a football Saturday? Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be for all 120 people on your yeah. roster because you do practice against each other yeah. every day. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, there are some really uh, interesting concepts out there. I think <clears throat> a couple of things, you know, that there's some decisions that have to be made on is masking, you know, while you're playing actually prevent you from being a, a contact. Uh, the, the jury's still out on that. We're going to need some guidance from public health officials on that. Uh, but the, the concepts that are out there are really interesting. There are some very inexpensive um, masking systems that you can put on your face mask that are clear plastic. Um, a bunch of us tried some just masking that went around the face mask, but it really limited vision, especially for you know the quarterbacks and the receivers and people like that. I don't think that would have been very safe, but these maskings are clear, for lack of a better term, vinyl that are attached to the inside of the face mask. Um, and can serve maybe as a pseudo mask while people are playing uh, that along with a visor. So I think, you know, those there's new products coming out each week, and uh, obviously everybody's taking a look at them. 
again, you know, trying to prepare for whatever is going to be recommended to be able to do that. And um, those vinyl masks are, are relatively inexpensive. Uh, Mark Coberly, Associate AD, Sports Medicine, Performance and Welfare at Iowa State, uh, is our guest. Mark, how um, how closely will you be working with Coach Campbell um, you know, regarding practice, regarding the <laughs> recommendations. Yeah, I mean, but when it comes to actually, you know, it's time to go outside, it's time to get practice going on, uh, as opposed to, you know, the beginning, I don't know how long you've been at it, 20-something years. Um, you probably weren't didn't play that big of a role in one of uh, football coaches practice, but that'll change, right? Yeah, actually, we've already started that. We started that about six weeks ago. So, um, you know, we meet, you know, at a, at a minimum a couple of times a week. Um, and talk about what's the new recommendations, what do we deem as safe. You know, I think there's there's two things that teams are going to battle and sports organizations are going to battle. It's one, you know, obviously having people not get sick, and then number two, uh, who are the people that are deemed contacts with those people. So if you're deemed a contact with anybody, you know, right now the recommendations are you're going to be out for 14 days. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, the contacts – uh, are going to take more people out of competition than the actual illness is unless you have some kind of massive mm-hmm. outbreak. So our our planning and Coach Campbell's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, he's he's very um, eager to learn and very scientific based. And, you know, we say, hey, here's what it looks like. We need to figure out how we can space things. Obviously, practices are going to look a lot different than they did in the past, uh, but you still got to be able to play the sport. So we don't have any solid answers on that yet. But yeah, it's at least for the, at least for the last six weeks, we've been meeting about what might these beginning phases of practice look like. And then as more recommendations come out, we, we kind of make adjustments to those. We've seen in the last oh, month or so that, uh, at least in the beginning, that this you could pick this uh, virus up by touching a gas pump. or you can, But it's seemingly now, Mark, that the, I guess the theory behind the, uh, the virus is it's an airborne. Do you, and when you first go back to April and you're first trying to figure out football, did you think, well, we're going to have to wipe the football down between every single play, whoever picks up the kicking tee, those type of things. Will the precautions still be there for that? Will they be astringent, or are you starting to feel like this is an airborne and maybe uh, we can't pick this up off a surface uh, as, as was thought early uh, in the uh, four months ago? Yeah, we we do still think you can pick it up off of surfaces, but the likelihood is not nearly as high as what they thought back in March. So we are still cleaning our, our equipment on the field. You know, if our guys are out working out, we've got some ionizing sprayers we'll spray those with when they get down. I don't know about, you know, what the recommendations are going to be from a rule standpoint on cleaning the ball, um, things like that. But we're a little less worried about the surfaces and a lot more worried about face-to-face uh, exchanging, you know, um, air or breath if you yep. – you know, say that. So I think that's where the challenge lies is how can we do that? You know, even the sport of volleyball, you know, you've got players standing right across the net from each other, you know, breathing on each other. And so mm. we have more to consider than just football, but that's certainly the biggest concern for everybody in my world right now. Mark, when you look at what's happening uh, in, in terms of fans being in, and Major League Baseball begins this week. We have the bubbles for the NBA and NHL that are starting shortly. Do you anticipate that 50% number was out there here a couple of months ago and that seemed to be pulled back? We don't have anything official, but do you believe we're going to see fans in the stands if we do get football this fall? I think that's totally going to be dictated by what's going on in the local communities where the game is being played. Um, it's too hard to say right now what those, you know, obviously if you're in Florida right now, I would say the odds aren't very high. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but, you know, and I have other areas of the country where it's trending down or the cases are very low. Maybe those decisions are different, but those will be made, you know, by the de- departments of public health in conjunction with the universities as to what, what is actually safe for the public. You know, when they're on campus, you guys can do your best to uh, to provide all the safety and, uh, and prevent uh, the student-athletes from uh, contracting the virus. But it's after practice. It's 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 college campus life. How difficult is it going to be, and how educational, I guess, uh, will will Iowa State have to be with, you know, with their with their with their teams as opposed to, you know, this is where you're actually the safest. It's when you're away from the programs that you really have to worry. Yeah, there's well, you hit it um, straight on because we identified back in in April and certainly into May. We started our messaging with our players what the biggest threats to success were going to be, and the biggest threat to success was going to be what happens when you're away from our facilities. Um, our facilities are you know, incredibly clean. We've got procedures for entering and exiting. We got, you know, we're checking people's temperatures and symptoms every day. We're doing frequent testing. But quite honestly, it's about what they do away from here that's going to dictate the success of whether sports can go or not. Um, and, you know, Coach Campbell's culture here obviously is, is really, really good. <clears throat> Our players have really taken ownership of that. They all, you know, basically we've told them, you know, you, you can meet with guys that are on your team, but, you know, no big social activities, don't go to any parties, you know, don't go to large gatherings of people. It's basically, you know, be a college student, do your studies, uh, come work out, and then um, isolate yourself, you know, to the best of your ability and make sure you're masking all the time and, practicing safely and, and doing good hygiene, but man, it, it is certainly the number one predictor of whether we're going to play or not play. And you can see it, you know, with some of the other schools across the country at where these outbreaks have happened. They didn't happen because they were working out or drugging into the facility. They happened because players, you know, or athletes decided to go someplace and go hang out and have a big social event. And then all of a sudden they get a big outbreak. Two questions for you uh, to wrap up for me and I'll let Ken finish up with you here. First, that game one that's scheduled. South Dakota comes in, not part of the conference. What will the protocol be for them? Do you anticipate? Is it something where your group will be able to test them if they haven't had full testing? And then secondly, you guys are getting ready for a road trip. You're, you're heading somewhere in the Big 12. What does that look like now and how different compared to past seasons for football? Uh, in answer to testing for South Dakota, those all those details are being, work, being worked on right now as to, to what they have access to. Uh, we really don't know for sure. Uh, those conversations start at the end of last week, so I would guess in the next couple of weeks we'll have some answers on that. Uh, certainly when you hit the road, you know, it's going to be a lot different. Uh, the travel party size is going to be a lot smaller, uh, very manageable, I would guess. You know, we haven't gotten all the way through the details yet, but you know, your traditional big team meetings with a big team meal and, and all that are probably not going to happen. There's probably going to be food delivered to people's rooms and meet a lot less. You know, we have a lot of questions that aren't answered yet about, you know, where do you dress? Do you dress at the hotel? Do you dress at the stadium in a locker room? Most visiting locker rooms are very small. Um, so no answers to any of those yet. Fortunately, we have a little bit more time before we've got to hit the road. Um, and a lot bigger problems we're trying to solve here to make sure we got things squared away here before we do hit the road. So, um, 
yeah, you know, we're leaning on our counterparts in the NFL a little bit. They're still working through their protocols, um, you know, and fortunately we have really good relationships with them, so I'm sure we'll be taking some of some of their clues as well. Mm, last thing for me, we, we hear a lot, well, if you can't start in the spring – we have to have football. It pays all the bills. We'll just move it to uh, we'll just move it to the spring if we can't play in September. Does that make sense to you? Do you think that we'll be at a point, you know, in January or February, whatever uh, that the starting date would be? Do you think that that's feasible to play football uh, in the winter if we can't pull this off in September, October? Well, I would hope so. I mean, I would. I keep going back to this. It's really been about four months since we learned about this virus, and we're leaps and bounds ahead now where we were four months ago. I'm going to guess that in the next couple of months, it's going to be even higher. Um, And as time goes by, there's very promising research out there on treatments, very promising research on potential vaccines, you know. And so, like I say, we we here are going to try to control everything we can control. Uh, and hopefully the situation continues to improve and we got a better chance to play. Now, just one last thing for you. How, how often are you on calls with, you know, uh, um, you know, other professionals in your vocation around the country? Is this just, are you on big 12 calls? Do you, you know, does this spread out across, uh, colleges, uh, and athletic departments around the country? Are you, there, are you on those type of calls or is it just, you know, kind of confined to your conference? Yeah, we meet, um, the Big 12 medical personnel meet at least twice a week on Zoom calls. Um, I've sat on our national boards for our national organization, so I've been on several of those calls. Uh, we have great relationships with our NFL buddies, you know, that, that are doing the same thing. So we'll, we don't necessarily have organized calls with them, but we do communicate a lot with them. Obviously, I've communicated with Terry Noonan down at Iowa what they've got going on and, and what they're doing. So we're all trying to learn from each other. Uh, this is not a competitive thing at all. It's, a, it's everybody share information so we can try to do the, the best we can to keep keep people as safe as possible and give them their best chance to play. So unbelievable the people in our um, in our field that are willing to exchange information to try to get this right. Mark, uh, very educational. Thank you for doing this for us and our audience. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you, Mark Oberly. Sure, no problem. You guys have a great day. Yeah, you do the same. Thank you very much. Mark Oberly uh, from Iowa State. Uh, Mark, once again, let me get his title here. He is the Associate AD for Sports Medicine Performance and Welfare. Uh, a lot going on. Yes, it's... I mean, can you imagine? I mean, our job has changed, but ultimately hasn't changed that much. Right. We're just still flipping on microphones and talking. Mm-hmm. We're just not talking about games. We're talking about, well, there be games. Mm-hmm. That's what it's uh, been for us. But for somebody like that that's been in that walk of life in sports medicine and helping student athletes, and now this, just how different your day to day life has to be in what the last four months have been. And it's not just him. I mean, so many people in so many different industries. I've seen their world turned upside down and the way they do things. I I would love to see, what do you call those, whiteboards, Mm -hmm. you know, when they first met and they were putting stuff on the the whiteboard as to what they thought and what maybe would work. We'll use Mark's date of April the 1st and Mm -hmm. see what that, because it's had to change, you know, completely for the most part, but... We're trying to figure it out, right? Everybody's trying to figure out this virus. We've got some very bright people behind the scenes. We just heard from one in Mark Coberly, and we appreciate it and appreciate what Iowa State is, uh, their transparency through uh, this whole process. Scott Dockerman coming up in about 15 minutes. Baseball conversation at 1125 Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.0. Small. No soak. Almond is fine. Okay. But then your boss tells you to switch offices with Jeff. But and when buying a car, you know you have to compromise. Well, what so about the all-new Nissan Sentra? Um, it's radically redesigned with zero gravity seats, a quilted leather interior, and it has the most standard safety features in its class. So no compromise then. Okay. Refuse to compromise with the all-new Nissan Sentra. 
Award Segmentation 2020 Centra versus latest in-market economy compact class competitors. See owner's manual for safety information. Availability of features vary by vehicle model year, model, trim level, packaging, and options. Base models